You're listening to the IASS podcast. My name is Anja Krieger. I'm here at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Bonn, Germany, together with Sonja Thielges, who is an expert in climate and energy policy. How is your impression so far of this conference? Um, I'm actually pretty impressed. It's, there's a lot, a lot of different activities going on. There's a lot of positive energy, I find. I wasn't expecting this so much, especially after um, what happened over the past year um, with the Trump administration entering the scene and that sort of being a buffer on, on, on climate policy ambition at the international level also. But there's a lot of ambition going on at different governance levels from different countries um, and a lot of drive, I feel, for the, for the climate negotiations. Mm -hmm. So you think uh, the fact that Trump has announced to leave the Paris Agreement um, didn't throw these negotiations back? Well, I think um, to some extent it didn't. It actually increased ambition from other actors or put more pressure on other actors to increase their ambition. Um, I think for the EU, for instance, it means more pressure um, to become more active and to, to become more of a leader again. And, but also gives them the opportunity to do so before I think the U.S. was really a driver of, of this process for a while now under the Obama administration. China also has emerged sort of as a new power um, driving, um, driving these climate topics. But I think uh, we shouldn't be too optimistic about the situation because what is missing, and this is a huge gap that can't be filled easily, is climate finance that would have come from the... US that the Trump administration has withdrawn that plays a huge role also for the developing world um, for other countries um, so there is this gap that's not not easy cannot easily be filled and the US is a huge contributor to greenhouse gas emissions and without a, a climate policy at the federal level in the US and without commitments to the Paris Agreement uh, it will be very hard to achieve the two degree or 1.5 degree goal that the Paris Agreement has set. So some optimism, but also some pessimism definitely here. Yesterday, the news was that um, the last country, uh, except the US, Syria joined the Paris Agreement. Um, so the US is alone now. Um, what is your feeling or what is it, how do you think this will develop? Do you think Trump will stick to this path of leaving the Paris Agreement or do you think there is a chance that the US will will uh, come to, um, you know, come back yeah. to the Paris Agreement? Well, I mean, they've sent negotiators to the conference here, so I think at this point uh, there's this notion that they still do want to be at the table um, for now. And, I mean, the US is isolating itself, the federal government is isolating the US um, from developments or from trends, from global trends that are going on, um, that are looking at climate protection, but also um, sort of energy transitions towards more sustainable energy. So I think there's a lot of pressure for the Trump administration to remain in the, in the agreement on the one hand. Um, But then on the other hand, it would have also been very easy for them to, to stay in. Um, the Paris Agreement is formulated in such a flexible way with countries setting their own NDCs, um, setting their own targets for CO2 reduction. So there was already a lot of flexibility um, in the agreement. 
that was benefiting um, the U.S. and and that the Trump administration could have worked with. So it's not it's not a rational decision that, uh, from a research perspective at least, can be easily understood um, why they decided to, well, in the medium term at least, leave the table um, and leave the negotiations and give up this leadership role that they'd um, that they'd had um, for some years now. So yeah, it's it's very hard to tell, but I, I think it is still possible, definitely, that the U.S. will stay in, um, that some agreement can be reached or some compromise that will sort of convince the administration that it does make sten- sense to still um, stay on board. And there's um, subnational pressure building up. I just went to an event from the um, a coalition of different types of actors that's called We're Still In. Um, it was a huge event of, of non-state actors, actors from the private sector, states, civil society, cities, um, a coalition of active actors in the U.S. that represent um, quite a big chunk of the U.S. population. And it's important to these actors to still continue or even become more ambitious actually with their own climate goals. Um, And they're communicating this very strongly and again putting pressure on the federal government in the U.S. But then also, of course, communicating to the parties here um, that there is still activity going on in the U.S. So there's yeah different developments at different governance levels at this point. Mm -hmm. So let's assume this stays the same. Trump leaves the Paris Agreement, the U.S. is out. Um, how would that throw back um, the the attempt to reach the Paris goals? Well, I think it would make it very hard to, to achieve the goals because um, if the U.S. does stay in and agrees to an NDC that it has a... Um, a nationwide target to reduce its emissions. And by the way, the target that they'd um, agreed to under the Paris Agreement was already, it wouldn't have been enough to achieve two degrees and and far away from 1.5 probably. So um, there was an assumption and a necessity to actually uh, get a lot more ambitious with the US NDC in the first place. But without this NDC and then sort of translating it to federal policy without a federal climate policy goal, um, a mitigation goal, the U.S. will continue to contribute a lot of um, emissions, a lot of greenhouse gas emissions. And it is one of the biggest emitters. It is on the per capita level still by far the biggest emitter. So it will be very hard. It will be very uh, un- to look at, fr- at it from a different perspective. It will be very important for countries to do everything they can to keep the U.S. engaged, also at a federal level, and to engage the active actors at the subnational level if they can, but then also reach out to some of the non-active states and cities that are not engaged in climate protection yet. And I think if that succeeds on all different governance levels, there's still a chance um, but it will it will be definitely very hard thank you very much Sonia for this conversation You're welcome. Um, and thanks for listening there will be more podcasts from the COP23 in Bonn until then bye bye bye